0: Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. If I had the bell right now, that would
1: get a ding, because Tom, thank you, because, well, and that's against Tom, because Tom doesn't apparently know what hot mic means, or your cough just decided it didn't care. Well, tear.
2: it was really a choice of not, uh, it was really not a choice. <laughs> it's a matter of life, <laughs> folks. Sorry, I'm folks.
1: I'm, I'm giving him crap, because he screwed up the open, and it's okay. Welcome to Motorsports Madness, live ladies radio. and gentlemen. Yes, this is what happens when you're live on the air. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker is over there in a T-shirt? I don't think I've ever seen you in a studio with a T-shirt. A few times. Oh, it's a, it's even a Keith Champagne T-shirt. That's correct. I'm, I'm good with this. Yes. Totally good with this. Seth Eggert is back from kicking the tires because, well, we had so much fun last week, we decided <laughs> we'd do it again. <laughs> and it's Jerry Jordan's birthday this week, so that counts yesterday. for yes. double. Yes. That counts for double. And Randy Miller is behind the computer, so I can't see his smiling face. That's okay. Face. I'm way over here. <laughs> Eileen, hi I didn't, Randy. I didn't go anywhere. I mean, you didn't. I was in the I studio just, somewhere. I just have a giant monitor in the way, and more. Well, most importantly of all. Turn the producer mic on, James, because James Mellick is back, and it's a great, great feeling. Yes.
3: Yes, I am back. How are you guys doing? Missed we, you guys a bunch. And, I was going to uh,
1: say, we have missed you, and Nikea has done a tremendous job playing pinch hitter and filling in on Thursday nights, but I have missed being able to look at James and get his opinion. So we're going to do that at some point tonight, awesome. because why not? I'm excited. And, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun time because we get to talk about uh, a bunch of different things. Mind you, we get to talk about more Silly Season stuff because that's the gift that keeps on giving yeah, yeah,
2: in more ways than one in, in,
1: in many more ways than one. We get to talk about, uh, let's see, the Roval this weekend because NASCAR's in our backyard. I'm sad because I can't even go see it. I
2: hear you. Neither can I.
1: <sighs> oh, well. Anyway, and we'll talk about all sorts of other fun things. We also have a special guest in the form of NASCAR Drive for Diversity late model young— well, I say young gun, but he's on the—he's working on the older edge of young gun. In Raja Karuth, yes. who picked up his—yeth. yes yes yes. <laughs> who picked up his first late model victory over the weekend at She's Greenville Pickens Speedway in South Carolina. We will talk to Raja on this show. Uh, actually, it's uh, I'll, I'll, I've got a story, but I'll save it because James is saying we have to get ready to take a break. So we'll do that, and we'll continue with Motorsports Madness right after these words.
4: or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the
5: right way.
6: Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at VictorCustomTrailers.com.
2: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Callers threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov.
6: What an awesome game.
1: Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you don't know about them, we'll tell you about them a little later on in the program. Right now, though, we're going to tell you about Silly Season, because that's what we do on this show, among other things. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker... Randy Miller is over in the space that I cannot see, and Seth Eggert is joining us as a guest host from Kickin' the Tires, where we wish Jerry Jordan a happy belated birthday, because it was Jerry's birthday yesterday. Celebr- well, no, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to sing, because it would be bad tonight. My voice is uh, off today. I think I'll just do that uh, for him. That works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to start with, and I quote, Breaking News. I haven't gotten to do that in a little while, so That's yes! Been a while. As follows, Clint Boyer is retiring from the 14 car after the end of this season. To go where, you might ask? TV! As we've said on this show for several weeks now. Just saying. But, you know, Boyer to the booth with Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon. Tom, Fox Sports Broadcasts just got infinitely more entertaining to watch in 2021. I am all over this,
2: I am too. I think it's great. Uh, you know, I I like the two man booth, but it was missing something. You know, I think that um, Clint Boyer will bring the the energy to that booth that Daryl Waltrip always did. That I think this season was just not there. I mean, I like Mike and I like Jeff, and the information was good um but Seth I just think there was a little bit of energy missing a little bit of humor and uh Quint Boyer will bring uh that necessary bit of whimsy and, and uh just passion to the uh to the conversation up there
8: i think he's going to bring a little more than just a little bit of energy yeah. um, i don't know if i feel Bad for Jeff, or if I feel scared for Jeff, <laughs> both. Both is an acceptable I answer. Jeff will love it. Uh,
1: either honestly. way, it's going to be entertaining to watch. Yeah. The Jeff, ban- Jeff needs somebody that he can match wits with, and I think Boyer's a good guy to do that. And the banter between them should
8: be interesting. Uh, not they, only... well, yeah,
1: um, Phoenix a few years ago. Anybody? Well, not only that, Randy. Hey, but...
8: maybe we'll see. Uh. uh Pre race at Phoenix, LB will be uh, reenactment or something.
1: <laughs> Reenact <laughs> that, burying the hatchet,
8: Randy. Yeah, what do
9: you think, well, Randy? Uh, I was reading uh, Clint's uh, Twitter post that he made, a, a long sincere letter that he wrote, basically talking about opportunity and how you know he, he thought he was thinking everybody that basically had ever touched his race car in his entire life. Um, <laughs> but it was it was one it was a, a different side of Clint Boyer because you you look at Clint Boyer and you see this fun loving. You know highly energetic you know fun playful type guy but then you you see the sincere letter that he wrote talking about how you know you don't ever pass up an opportunity when you get it and he thought this was the best opportunity he he could have to secure his future and and go into something that he he obviously likes doing and wants to do for the future so you can't blame a guy for wanting to to you know do something better and it gives him a better opportunity to be more at home with cash and the kids and you know, you get up about Clint Boyer's age, and you really want to start thinking about raising your kids more so than than being in a race car, so that'll give him the perfect opportunity to do that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I This this trio is going to be so much fun when we get to Daytona Speed Weeks next year, and I, I absolutely cannot wait for this. Boyer, uh, even on the Xfinity Series broadcasts, has been a tremendous joy to be able to listen to. Uh, when you get him and Adam Alexander and, and on occasion, whether it's Mikey or on occasion, uh, you know, some of the other voices that they've had in that booth this year. It's been a lot of fun. And I think it's as Tom said, to use the word that Tom said, energy. It's it, There's been an energy missing from from that side of things. And I think it will definitely be back with Boyer uh, come uh, Sunday, February 14th.
2: Oh, for sure. I think, uh, you know, Clint's got a unique uh, personality he he has a a unique way of describing what he's looking at you know I, I think like i said he's very uh he's very entertaining and funny and uh and 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 again will provide that just out of the car freshness to the booth i mean jeff's been out a while so quint kind of can give the um the the current perspective and uh so yeah i think it'll be think uh, it'll be a fun time on the Fox broadcasting.
1: Yes. So, that opens the 14 car. I'm looking at you, Chase Briscoe. Next domino, please.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, who else? You know, you got Briscoe, you got Eric Jones. I mean, Kyle Larson technically is still out there, but everybody seems to believe he's already signed with Hendrick, and it's just a matter of when it comes out, so... Um, if he's off the board, then you, really the, the best up, best available, you got Chase Briscoe um, or you've got, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I think Chase Briscoe is really the only choice because he's yeah. he's in the family and he needs to come up to cup. Well, and, and so,
1: I want to say, I, don't quote me on this because I don't know the 100% specifics, but I believe there's some sort of a caveat with the Ford contract, development contract, that they need to try and get him into a cup car for 2021. Well, or so he can go elsewhere. Yeah. So there, there's that. There's that too. But uh, as I'm watching Twitter blow up with the Boyer thing, I call Daniel McFadden, whose last day at NBC Sports was today. I think. Uh, oh wow. To the table, and as his parting comment, Daniel says, and I quote. NASCAR drivers are really good liars when it comes to questions about their future. In (laughs) reference, Seth, I know you saw this earlier today to Boyer's answer or non-answer to Bob Pockris When Bob asked about if he had talked to (laughs) other teams or not. Yeah. And drivers have
8: always seemed to do that. Sometimes teams as well. Uh, I'm not going to call out any teams, but there's a team earlier this week that I reached out to after, uh, Apparently they found out crew roster's get posted immediately.
1: Ah, yes, the DGR Crosley story. We can tell that in a minute too. Now, yes, we can. So, what did Clint say? Did he say he had or hadn't talked to other teams? He got off on a tangent about Bob's new about Pocris's New York apartment and did a really <laughs> did a really good job of deflecting.
2: <laughs> so he pulled a politician answer, is what he did. I got you,
1: Clint. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Clint Boyer would make a really fun politician.
2: Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> we need we, we we could use about
9: uh, fifty of them. After in the last week and a half. Yeah, we, definitely we can could use,
1: some, use some, we could use some. Clint <laughs> Boyer a good shot in, in the arm would do some good. Um, anyway, uh, oh, did you have another comment? Well, on? I was just going to
2: say I think that you know I'm sure that Clint. The first decision he had to make is, do I want to keep racing? And if so. Am I willing to accept whatever's available? And I would believe the answer would be no. Right. If I can't run for wins and and I have to lower my Not standards, I can go to the booth and have a good time. Yeah. And I I think that's... Oh, I
9: and I think he's going to have a great. Especially if you look career. at where he's at right now in the point standings. You know, right. I mean, what other opportunity? What teams are above him right now that he would? You know, he's in. About as good of a competitive car as he can get into right, right. now. So. Yeah, there's
2: nothing. The best car available is the Hendrick car. We think that's gone. The best next best would be the 14. He's obviously just leaving that. And then you go, I think, to the 43, at least of what we yeah. know. So.
1: <laughs> so I'm not going to name who I just got the text from, but I will offer the, I will offer the text. I, I was just asked, so which one gets announced first, Briscoe to the 14 or Larson to the fourth Hendrick car? I I I just sent back a laughing face and then I responded. Well, at this rate, probably Larson, because you're not going to put that on Chase Briscoe's shoulders before he's locked into the championship four.
2: See, I don't at this at this point. I, I honestly, Seth, I don't think it makes any difference uh, if, if they announce Chase if Chase is going and they announce him. Let it be because nobody. Oh, everybody thinks yeah, it's, it's him yeah. anyway. I'm here here family, we go. So I've got not? I've
1: got the Boyer quote. Let me read it real fast. Uh, so Pocrus asks, we haven't heard anything on the 14 for next year. Have you started talking to anybody else outside of Stuart Haas? Quote, I talked to my wife the other night. It's obviously time to begin those talks, and Casey's but Casey, his brother, has been working on that stuff. But honestly, look at the time. The timing's a crunch right now for me. It's all about trying to get the most out of every single weekend to get through the playoffs. So honestly, you asked me if I, I've been talking. No. I ain't been talking at all. You do the things you can do, and for me, the things that I'm good at is obviously doing the best I can do in that race car, but working with partners and trying to keep them on board. And it goes on a whole lot further, and it's obviously edited for clarity to avoid the, whole, the Pocris comments, which I was dying laughing at. Go, some, go go, pull up the video during one of the breaks. It's on Pacrus' Twitter. It's brilliant. Um, but no. So we go from that to, hey, I'm going to the TV booth. So as, as, as presented, NASCAR drivers are really good at lying when they don't want you to know something.
2: Yeah. Well, again, that's uh, to me that you th- this is the best opportunity for him. And the timing's right, you know, at this point, because yes. it's good for Stuart Haas to make the change and put Briscoe in. And, um, you know, Boris had a really, really good career uh, up to now. So I think we need to go to break, sir.
1: Yes, absolutely. We do. We are going to step aside, take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness in a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere.
10: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
1: Hi, this is Ty Ankrum, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MikeBudcrude.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, Seth Eggert in studio tonight with James Mellick back punching buttons. We can't get enough of that. It's great. It's wonderful. Yes. We're happy. Yes. We have spent the whole first segment discussing Clint Boyer, breaking news that he is going to the fox booth for 2021 to work on sundays however seth brought up a really good story from the last (laughs) segment that we didn't have time to get to that i so want to tell (laughs) him on the air because i think it's hilarious so seth let us explain how dgr crosley got their news broken because well Haley deegan got found out on a crew roster
8: yeah on tuesday night uh Adam Cheek, I believe, from Front Stretch happened to find uh, on the crew roster for Kansas four uh, teams two from DGR Crosley, one from Front Row Motorsports, and one from Henderson Motorsports. We had Tanner Gray, Todd Gilland, Parker Klingerman, and one Haley Deegan in the number 17 Ford F 150. And he broke the news. I reached out to DJ Crossing maybe 20 minutes later asking about it. Their reply was, we just put her on the roster in case we needed uh, someone in the seat. Except if they're going to be a substitute driver, wouldn't it be the same truck number as Tanner?
3: Yep. <laughs> I get
2: where you're going. I'm reading your mail, son. Yeah, that's... That was a real, and that's some of these organizations. It's it's like PR one hundred and one, guys. You know, and put the PR out before you put the put before the roster comes out.
8: And granted, Haley is the big news in that sense. But I will also say Henderson Motorsports and Parker Klingerman had not yet announced that they were going to run either. Well, yeah, so that's also big so I, news, but. So I I think all teams just re- learned a very big lesson.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's like, guys, um, these things come out on Monday. So if you're going to – Well, no, well, in, the, no. In, the,
1: in the roster's case, they come out as soon as they're filed. Oh, it, okay. We're, yeah. we're more, okay. Than, we're more okay. than a week away from Kansas
2: yet. Okay. So in, in that case, it's like, you know, you really should put the PR out before, you know – um, and I wonder what sometimes what these teams think about. I mean, I I, I guess, you know, I kind of look at my perspective because I've been around for 30 plus years and, and I understand the order of how you do things. But it's like, you know, when somebody calls you like you call DGR and said, you know, what's the deal with Haley? And they they want to say, well, we're, she's
8: only on the roster just in case we need her. And it's like, but that truck wasn't supposed to run on top of that. Uh, Just to add a little bit more to this, for one, the next day is when they announce it via tweet. Yeah. And on top of that, if you listen to Haley's uh, tweet, because she posted a video, it was so that way she can run the races that she wants to run next year, which to (laughs) me is saying... Hint, uh,
1: hint. I need to be approved to run Daytona in February. Yes. Yes.
8: Which is not so el- something else that they had
1: announced at all. So... I think I, I, I think Helen Keller probably could see that coming. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I think, mean,
2: you know, I think we all thought she would probably, you know, do some truck racing next year. That's pretty much a full
1: you know, season. You
2: know, yeah. Um, you're, James, you're looking at us funny. What's 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 up there,
3: man? No, I'm just listening. I'm just sitting back listening. Okay. I didn't know any of this stuff. I which, found out uh, that she was driving just because of the video. I didn't know that the crew roster came out or any of that. So I'm just see, sitting the big back and observing. Was
2: that they were going to put her in the 52 truck? which, which speaking, of which which would have made no sense. No, yeah. because why well, the, would they that? Because the 52 is a Toyota.
3: That is correct. And
8: speaking of that 52. First, it was going to be Christopher Bell in there, but he's not eligible to right. run. Dear Halmar Friesen Racing, read the rule book next time. So <laughs> so as I've been saying to Jacob, as everyone's trying to figure out who's running that truck this weekend, the only person I keep circling back to that makes any sense is Michael Self.
1: Or they could just, you know, not race. No, because you got to keep the uh, owner points, uh, the Own, owner points owner, up. Owner points don't matter. He's... Uh, the first truck out of the playoffs with a wide buffer at this point. But it does for next year. He's he's not going to drop out of the top 20. I can promise you that. I don't know. I think they well, run. No, well,
8: no. Uh, it's not that. They still they have to run every race in order to be eligible for
1: provisionals next year. Uh, right? yeah, I mean, why
2: right. wouldn't you just put Harrison Burton in the truck?
1: Because uh, I think that was a NASCAR clarification. Xfin- uh, could Well, wait, Seth. Can an Xfinity driver drop down and run? At- the clarif- the
8: clarification I got now, I don't know if it's correct, but the clarification I got is if they're not in the playoffs, they can.
1: Okay, so See, any I, playoff dri- Xfinity drivers are not eligible. See, I thought yeah.
3: it was a thing talking about how many years they had in each series no. for them so, to come no.
1: down. Uh, that Yeah, that was the thing with Bell where uh, that clarification was made two years ago quietly, but it was a rules addendum that uh, you're once you're a cup point-earning driver, you can't race in the uh, playoffs for either Xfinity or truck.
8: and and also Dash for Cash and, and the, the Triple, triple truck, truck Challenge.
1: Yes. Yep. Well, then I've got the perfect solution. Oh. Hello, Greg Biffle. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, now it?
8: somebody else I also brought up to Jacob I earlier mean,
1: this week. why not? It sounds to me like there's a
9: that? bunch of third graders that need a job. <laughs>
1: Does that make us smarter than a third grader? Uh, it Andy? makes us
9: smarter than anybody that works in the PR in department of the NASCAR sometimes. team right now. That's for darn
2: sure. Yeah, shit. it's that's it, that was that's been a strange deal though. That uh, whole 52 truck deal. It's like you would have thought they would have sat down and mapped the plan out a little bit better um, before they went and did it, whatever. But
8: like, uh, I mean, Haley posted a tweet today of standing in front of the truck. It's not even wrapped yet.
2: So you know,
8: uh, so they don't even have a mock-up, let alone a wrap. Granted, Ford is sponsoring her truck at Kansas, so it's the number seventeen Ford Performance Ford F one fifty.
2: Well, and they've got. I mean, it's not until next week in 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 that case. So you know, they've got time to do all that. But that's
1: kind of like the Chevy. It's even better than the Chevy Goods Chevy. As yeah. we've had oh, with yeah, Bowman that, a, a few yeah. times <laughs> in, in Haley's case, it's literally the Ford Ford Yes Yeah. yeah, yeah they Ford,
3: normally Ford. don't wrap the vehicles on a race team Until the week of the race yeah. It's so normally saying, like uh, the Monday or Tuesday Unless you do it yeah. late in the week like a Thursday and or a Friday probably
2: still, I would guess they're probably still Trying to figure out maybe which I mean Ford's got many You could have many labels
3: And then you still got to do work to it Even if it's a printed full wrap Because right. uh, you're going to have to change the name on it uh, up top, and you're yep. probably, I don't know, is, is Tanner over or under the age of 21? Well, she, the,
2: not, she's not replacing Tanner. She's driving. Well, the, the contingency
3: one. sticker on the front, 21, oh, right. drinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Tanner's over or under. If he's over well, or under, they've got to change it. It would be Haley. Well, no, I mean, whoever drove it, Tanner normally drives it. Doesn't he?
1: No, it's, no. A, it's a different truck. It's a different
2: yeah. truck. Haley's, Never mind. Yeah, Haley's the 17 truck. That was the initial, yeah. what Seth kind of said when DGR said, well, we're just adding her to the roster in case we need her. It's like, well, you're adding a whole other truck to the roster, gotcha. <laughs> you know. Yeah, with, <laughs> like,
8: which on top of why that. Why would you do that? On top of that, but to uh, Red's point, David Reagan has driven that truck. Dylan Lupton has driven that truck. They're as both has, over 21. As has yeah.
3: Corbin Forrester, and yeah. they're all okay. over 21. you got to look at those contingents yeah. to make sure that. No, I get that. And yeah. then the name up top and all that stuff. You in her look at.
2: case, she would be under 21. So yes. they would have to change. And it. then if they
3: have to add just because she's a monster driver if they have to add a monster logo somewhere on it or so any they of her other to, uh,
8: partners uh, yeah. whether it's yeah. Uh,
3: yep. yeah. Right. So they're just probably designing a wrap. But
8: there's
2: a number of drivers that could hop into that 52. I mean, obviously, uh you got Majeski floating out there now if
1: you if you needed
2: somebody. Um, you know, I the, think
1: Majeski has uh maybe Oktoberfest at Lacrosse. He does. Oh, okay. So,
8: Okay.
2: but I mean, there'd be a number of choices you could make for that if you wanted to. They shouldn't have a hard time putting somebody in. They just uh, they just kind of botched that whole plan because I think they were counting on Chris Bell. And, you know, they didn't uh, understand the the NASCAR rule. So come on, guys. Yeah. (laughs) get it (laughs) together Um, so that that'll be fun to see who ends up getting in that truck. You know, because again, you could you could put any number of people in it. You've got people, even well, I guess again, the Xfinity playoff thing comes in. But um, you know, you got somebody like Jesse Little, who could probably drop down well, and drive it. But if, he's
8: driving a Chevy. I don't know if he well, has a think, deal with. I don't Chevy think that not, would have anything but.
2: to do with. You know, he's with JD Motorsports on the sponsor deal. I wouldn't think he's of. You know, that would be a a, a thing.
8: I'll, but you could put Reagan in it. Or, I mean, there's a number of people. or a name out throw out there because he's. Driving for two different teams, and he's with Rayom at uh, Kansas, I believe. Myatt Snyder, yeah,
2: Myatt Snyder. I mean, you know, go, go. You know, of course, Cas will probably still be with nice, but yeah, you know, there's a number of ways you could go with that. I think.
1: Yeah, um, because uh, speaking and speaking of that, uh, good good segue to bring this up. But Natalie Decker actually did post a video update. Uh, what was it, Seth? Late last night. Yeah, late a last night. A health update that she's not named hundred percent. What's what the problem is, but it does center around uh, a blood pressure issue that they're working to get resolved to get her uh, hopefully back in the car. Yeah, Yeah. a high heart rate and a
8: high blood pressure. Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep, so she's going to be out probably for... She may miss the rest of the year, honestly. My heart
3: rate and blood pressure go high when I go to the doctor. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) Because I don't want to be there. (laughs) I know she wants to race, but mine go up like that too, so uh, I do want to hope she gets uh, healthy and can get back behind the wheel. exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean... and. I'm, I'm going to be the first to give credit where credit's due when it's deserved. She really has improved a, a good amount from the start of the year to where she was before she had to step out of the truck. So, she has. I, you know, yep. I've enjoyed seeing that. I know people have given her a lot of crap, but yeah. I've enjoyed seeing her be able to improve and get better the more she's been in the truck this year. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that, and I would like I'd like to see her be able to continue that progression. She's trying really hard. She is. Very, very hard. And it's been cool to see Kaz get in that truck a couple times and still be very competitive. Yeah. Uh, you know where he's you know where he's been concerned for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we anticipate if she's not cleared that he may be back in that truck uh, for Kansas weekend coming up. If he's not, however, there's another potential super sub to get in that 52 truck if Natalie does come back. So, yeah, that would that would be interesting. But again, all sorts of things that we'll figure out in due time. We are up against another commercial break. So we're going to do a little more business with America and well, the world at large on this show. And when we come back, we'll have even more Motorsports Madness. Stay tuned back after this.
10: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds.
4: own pacey in one of several entry-level positions but whatever you do don't wait these jobs will go fast call tim at 302-827-2054 that's 302-827-2054 lewis mineke car care center rev
5: up your career you hear that
11: Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com.
0: Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: I will offer another from Twitter because it made me smile. <laughs> uh, this from John Wood, otherwise known as the man behind the Wood Brothers Twitter account. John says... 8,000 likes. 8,000. Last time we had 8,000 likes for a post was never granted. We had upwards of 8,000 messages, tweets, DMs, replies, all saying keep Matt. But this is different because it's 8,000 at once. 8,000. <laughs> you don't think John Wood's a little excited about 8000 likes, do you? Imagine how excited to get about 10,000. Uh. <laughs> okay, so again, more silly season news in the category of Seth actually hinted to me about this <laughs> earlier in the week, but he and I had started getting this weird vibe that Austin Cindric would get retained and not have to go elsewhere, and yet Matt would still get to keep the 21 next year. And I, I, we kept trying to figure out how on earth both of those things could be true. Today we got our answer. Austin Cindric is retained by Team Penske to run a full season of Xfinity and Select Cup races next year. And Matt Benedetto gets another year in the 21. This... Yes. Yes. Now, however, Austin Cindric is going to the 21 car in 2022. But... This is what we call in the business a compromise because A, Matt keeps his job for a year. B, Cindric has a long-term home. C, Matt has more than a year to figure out what's next instead of being thrown out on his butt two months before the end of the season. This is a win-win-half-win. I say half-win because I'd really love to see Matt stay in the Penske family long-term, but as it is at least they had the courtesy to give him, Tom, plenty of time to figure out his next opportunity and hopefully impress a lot of people next year, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to give this one thumb up and one thumb down because the the thumb up, obviously, for uh, Matt getting another year, the thumb down for the fact that he still only got another year and then he's, you know, he's out... um, and honestly, it'll be interesting to see what choices he may have at the end of next year. And maybe we can, you know, look at that at some point later. Um, but, you know, I think the he had some good opportunities this year if he, you know. But I, I don't know. This I, I'm glad he's coming back. I'm happy that uh, Austin, I, I think Austin as much as I think he's actually ready for Cup. Right now, and I do believe that. And I thought, I thought with the extra road courses, which I bet you a lot of his cup starts are going to be on those road courses next year. uh, I thought that would indicate that they would bring him up. I figured that favored him, but um, I'm so I'm I'm happy that he gets another year, but I'm disappointed that he only gets another year because you know. And I'm also more disappointed, Seth, that the Wood Brothers. Continue to have this revolving seat. I really wish that uh, we could get them a driver. It's not going to be a a revolving.
1: I I hate to tell you it's not going to be a revolving seat anymore because Austin Cindrick is going to sit there now until one of the three Penske drivers that are currently there decides they're either going to leave or retire.
3: I'm glad you brought that up because you mentioned you want him to stay in the Penske family. Penske's still got room to add another car because the Wood Brothers is off as a satellite team just like yeah, LFR is. I know they are the, the – pro- pro- So the, they could so add that car from Matt if they get sponsorship.
1: The, yeah, that see, that's the key though, Malik, and that's what the prevailing wisdom from the garage is that Roger does not – they're already preparing the 21 directly hmm. out of the Penske shop. And, uh, and let me throw another wrinkle
8: into this. Kozlowski, when he re-upped earlier this year, only re-upped for one season.
1: Well, you know, there is that. As I said, if Keselowski were to suddenly depart for somewhere, now, see, the question, he, the question still, I ask at that point is, okay, if you're Brad Keselowski, where do you go? Because you're not going to take a step backward. Retire. You do understand Brad's only like 35, right? I, I
8: personally think he'd go the Denny Hamlin route. And start his own team because he's expressed multiple times that he wants to be a team owner and he wants help from uh, Roger.
1: But that's why I said retire. Yeah, Yeah, Brad's 36. He's not retirement age yet.
2: That's retirement age. 36 is retirement age. You're not going to see, Randy, I don't believe you're going to see drivers anymore. Now, Brad, obviously, is a current driver. But, like, the drivers that are coming in now, they're not going to race till they're 40 or 45. It's not going to happen. No. Um, So 36 for me, Carl Edwards, 37. So I think Brad retires in either, because he's got a really quickly building business, uh, corporate entity that he owns now, Um, plus, um, like, Seth said we could see him start his own team because that new
1: Gen 7 next, car is the perfect the next model gen we Well, see, and, and uh, we'll get to the Justin Marks side of this in a few minutes, but the next gen opens up a lot of opportunities for potential new ownership yeah. to come into this sport, which is going to be a big new, deal. Uh, and possibly
8: Yeah, I was going to say and possibly manufacturers. Please,
1: which, please. Which David Wilson on
8: the uh, TRD call alluded, uh, to. alluded to the fact that uh, –
1: there might be a place for new manufacturers as well. And some charters that are set aside for them, too, oh, by the way. Mm hmm. Indeed. So, all things to watch, but wouldn't that be a funny scenario if we think Matt's. Gone at the end of twenty one, only for a, a Penske seat to open up. Austin to move to the the house team, and Matt to still stay in the twenty one car. See, to me, that, that would be that fun. That makes
2: perfect sense. That would be me. fun. Um, honestly, Randy, to see because you would want Austin on the house team. You wouldn't want him in the satellite. Um, and the two car would be the perfect situation because that is basically the I don't want to say number one, but the main house car. It's is the what started it's the Penske original. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah,
9: exactly. I mean, with everything that Matt's done this year and as good of a job as he's tried to do in that Wood Brothers car and, you know, making the playoffs, I, I think next year there will be a place for more sponsorship dollars. I mean, obviously a lot of companies mm-hmm. – are a little skeptical about you know sponsorship dollars right now because they don't know what the pandemic is going to do for their future you know six months from now. But I think if we get to get this watches. time next year, well you know, and well got that too. But um, if we get to around this time next year, I, I think a lot of companies are interested in Matt. I think it's just a matter of timing and getting you know finances in order and all that kind of stuff. But I think if somebody comes along and who wouldn't want to sponsor Matt De I mean you know he's the most humble person probably on the face of this earth, but um I think if a company decides to back him, you know, wholeheartedly, he won't have any trouble finding a ride and if that's with Penske, great, but if it's not, then there are other people that are gonna be looking for a driver with guaranteed sponsorship. So Yes.
3: Yeah, I can speak to exactly what Randy said there that Matt is very humble. Um I had the opportunity to work for Matt last year when he was at L F R. So working with Matt was a great experience. Um and he's just so down to earth, easy to get along with, very approachable. And just so likable, and it's great for him to get that opportunity in that Penske car at with the Wood Brothers. And, I mean, if he can just find the sponsorship for somebody to stay with him, I think he's going to have a, a lot of wins coming up for him. He's a great guy, though.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be so much fun to watch. And uh, industry chatter, or prevailing industry wisdom, however you want to put it, is that... It was looking very likely like Cindric was going to be in the 21 car full-time next year, and then Matt went out and finished second at Vegas, and second—you can't see the air quotes, so I'm speaking that I did air quotes on the radio—at Talladega. And basically, Seth saved his seat, according to Adam Stern.
8: If— I hope anyone who's listening knows what I'm about to reference. But if you know that Geico commercial with the fisherman saying you almost got it, I feel like that was Cindric and Matty D for a little bit there.
1: Yes, De Benedetto with the dollar on the fishing pole. <laughs> yes, and you gotta be faster than that.
6: Well, didn't get it.
1: Gotta be faster than that. You know, and Austin is still look as good
2: as he did this year he's still young in oval track terms as far as big cars. I mean, I know he ran bandos and wedges, whatever, but he's done a lot of road course racing more so than the ovals. And I think, I think this is an opportunity for Penske to possibly make a way to to, to uh, get Sindrick directly to the house team without having to put him in the 21. And then if DiBenedetto runs well next year, hopefully they'll just keep him for a while. Because um, there's, there's nobody else in the Penske uh, Downline anyway, who's really um, kind of in line for to move up?
8: And if I may, uh, on top of that, it's last year of the Gen Six car. Correct. What? Granted, I know Briscoe is probably going to be in the fourteen, but at least m- my thoughts are: Why have a driver learn a brand new car for one year, and then immediately learn a brand new car that he's going to drive the rest of the time?
2: Yeah. I mean, but well, but I do think we having Cedric part time. I do think I I bet you it's a road course heavy schedule. Oh, uh,
1: considering there's six of them next year. Saying. Hello, yeah. yeah. I, how can you? How many can you run without blowing the rookie status? Uh, um, ten, so I believe I it's I, ten. I think yeah with the way with the rule as far as designating for points now and all that. Um, I th- I do think it's it's less than ten.
8: Less than 10? Yes.
1: I think it's a max of 10.
8: Oh, oh I, max of 10. Yeah. Oh, and, and the reason why I'm saying it that way is Trevor Bain, years ago, when he went to full-time cup, the explanation uh, that
1: he could not be a rookie was because he had run more than 10 races in a season. Okay. okay. So, yeah, you if you run more than 10 when you're not designated for cup points, you don't get to run for rookie of the year. Gotcha. Which So I would expect, like, if if we're applying that prevailing wisdom, nine and a he, half. He, no, no. <laughs> if, if if we're provi- if we're applying that prevailing wisdom, Daytona five hundred, Coke six hundred, Southern five hundred, and the six road courses. Am yeah. I smart or what? And that gives him room that
8: if he were to fail to qualify somehow for a race in which we do have qualifying next year. That he could go and attempt another one somewhere.
1: Well, and see, that's the other thing that's going to make what Cindric's trying to do a little bit difficult. And it may force him to run some more of the races in which there is qualifying, Seth, because it's going to be very tough for a part-time team in the races that we don't have qualifying. There could be some races where he gets shut out. Now... If I remember
8: correctly and if I read it correctly, they haven't actually said if it's going to be a fourth Penske car or if they're going to align with one of the more underfunded chartered teams that would give them a guaranteed spot. Right. So so if that's the case, uh, I know Stuart Haas did with Rick Ware Racing, uh, and Rick Ware doesn't have a manufacturer alliance. So I wouldn't be surprised if that possibly ends up being uh landing spot granted they always have a rotation drivers there so doubtful outside that uh there aren't many other chartered teams that don't have alliances with the manufacturer so
1: mm-hmm. something like more that more
8: breaking news Oh, NASCAR
1: Hall of Fame
8: announced today it will
2: postpone the induction oh, ceremony yeah. and induction sorry, week. Sorry, I the I, of I thought you meant
1: breaking news like in the last 30 seconds. I was trying to figure oh, out what I missed. Sorry. No, I, I did see. I'm so bummed out. I, we don't have enough time to talk about how <laughs> how bummed, how bummed I am in, the, in what, the last 40 seconds of this segment. But gosh, I was holding out hope that we were still going to be able to do this next year. Unfortunately and especially because somebody like Red Farmer's getting ready to be inducted and you've gotta shoot, he beat COVID and you, you just have to look out for The health of people like that and the health of the public at this point and wait to do, you know, that kind of a celebration until you can do it the right way is my two cents on that. And we'll talk more about that coming up uh, a little later in the show. Right now, though, we do have to step aside, do some business, take a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. On Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. I said I was bummed about the Hall of Fame pushing the inductions to 2022, well, during our last segment, and Tom kind of was sad that we were right up against a break, because I know he had thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts, so thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts.
11: Well,
2: I don't know if I have thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. <laughs> I may have just thoughts. Okay, I don't know about the, the other thoughts, but I have some thoughts. Well, look, I, and you clarify one of my, because I, I, I my, my thoughts original thought was what are we going to do we're going to not have a class inducted next year so how are we going to we're going to get a class behind but you said that winston kelly said that you would we would induct this current class in the spring of 22 and then the um the real 22 the real 22 class, class right. in the fall so Correct. that would so you'd have two inductions uh, my only other thought is i don't know why we have to postpone it a year i i don't know why we can't have a sort of a wishful date and then a, so why not make it the summer of 21 and just sit and wait? Why do we have to? My concern is, I mean, bless Red Farmer, but the man is not getting younger. I know he's probably in better shape than I am, but that's beside the point. Um, You know, I just don't know why we had to wait a whole year. Why not put a date out for the summer and just see how things are going to go and then wait, you know, and in six months, maybe you got to, um, back it up again. I just think we we panic too much with these postponements of these events and and uh, and, and push them back so far that it now there, there's really no wind up at this point. At least that's my two cents on it.
9: I agree. I just think the momentum's gone.
1: You looked over there. I thought Randy or Seth was going to yeah, be talking. Yeah, I no, that
9: I, just I, I, say I, I completely too, agree with that. And like we we were talking about that during the commercial break. It doesn't make any sense to have a 2020 class that you're going to. Induct in 2022 because 2021 apparently is now gone with COVID, and so you're going to do it a year and yeah. however months in advance. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you you should think things through a little bit out of time because now you're going to be behind. That's what I was saying. We've yeah. already dropped the number of uh, inductees to four as opposed to you know the ninety four thousand that should have. Well, but I'm saying you know what I mean. Like we went from
1: having ten or however many inductees the first couple yeah. of classes down to four to I three know. to whatever know. it is. Yeah, I know. All right. Shorty segments, that means a break. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness after this break.
12: Here's an important message from Rad and this station.
8: Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should
4: you
5: You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit stopbullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the ad council.
4: You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park the performance motorsports network is a compilation of shows about motorsports From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
9: Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now
1: back to the show. Welcome to the second half of Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you're just joining us, howdy. If you're still joining us, well, we're glad we haven't scared you away yet. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, and Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires are the crew tonight with Red, otherwise known as James Mellick, back
3: punching buttons where he belongs on the front side of the board. I told this to Tom on Monday. I said, you guys don't just work me back into it. Let me just punch one or two buttons to get going. He had a full house on Monday. You have a full house again tonight. We got callers coming in. They said, you know what? We're throwing you to the wolves. Let's go. You don't forget how to do this. No, Tom. you don't Come forget. It's, it's easy. You don't just forget. Like it's, 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 yeah, like riding a I don't want to say easy, but.
1: You know what else is like riding a bike? Well, the line when I have to get rebooted, which hasn't happened yet. However, our friends at My Computer Career are here to help, and Tom can tell us a little bit about them.
2: I still want to see you on a bike. (laughs) My computer career is training for a better life. The bike doesn't. Uh, Look, here's the deal. If you're looking for a career, and I know that a lot of you are probably in a situation to make a change or need to make a change or you just want to make a change. Or maybe you're coming out of college or maybe uh, out of the service um, and uh, you want to... uh, you, you want to find a, a place to belong for a career? My Computer Career might be a great option. The deal with this is simple. There are millions, literally, not even kidding, millions of jobs that are available right now for uh, folks in the IT field, especially in various specializations thereof. My Computer Career can train you one, one to two days a week. That's it. It's all you need to do. Outline. And in four to six months, you can be ready for the workforce. It's real simple. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the career evaluation. It's free. If you decide to pursue training in IT, My Computer Career has a variety of different opportunities available. Financial aid is available, including the GI Bill, if you're eligible. And then when you're ready to go to the workforce, well, My Computer Career works with hundreds of employers, again, not an exaggeration, to get you placed. So, uh, there's no risk, there's no cost, nothing. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, take the career evaluation. It's not rocket science, it's My Computer
1: Career. That it is, and we appreciate their support of this program and everything Race Chaser Radio related. We are going to step aside on the other side of this break. Greenville Pickens winner, Raja Karuth, back after this.
8: Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive
4: technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team.
12: Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Seth Eggert from kicking the tires to Tom's right, and in the far corner is Randy Miller, host of the Inside Pass, and... Well, Not lately. yeah, no, yeah no, <laughs> I know you, you've been a little busy lately, Randy. It's okay. James Mellick is uh, back being the producer's chair tonight and on the strutmasters.com hotline joining us now. And I'm making. <laughs> I, made, I made Mellick stretch and he missed the button. Okay, that's going in the blooper reel. Anyway, back to my point. On the strutmasters.com hotline joining us now from Rev Racing and the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program, the winner of one of the twin features at Greenville Pickens from last weekend, Raja Karuth. Raja, I am now talking to you for the second time this week. It's great because that means that, well, good things have been happening. So we appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us tonight.
13: Cool, man. Thank you guys for having me on.
1: We appreciate it, and uh, I know you're just hyped to be able to be talking about a trip to Victory Lane and a trophy. For those who may have been living under a rock or just didn't hear what happened on Saturday, take us back to Saturday night, uh, talk a little bit about the race, and obviously, uh, at the end of it, a pretty good prize of ending up in Victory Lane, my friend.
13: Yeah, 100%. You know, we uh, went to Greenville into this past weekend for uh, some of the local event there. some twin 30 action for... Our, our late model division and um, we had a really good weekend our snowflake Camry was, was really good and um, we made positive changes from throughout our test through the practices and even through qualifying all the way to the twins and in um, our first twin we, we finished second by having <laughs> have a car length and wow um, then in the uh, and then we eventually you know got the win in the, in the second twin but uh, I, I got really got to thank our race team man. everybody at rev you know everybody works really hard um, it's You know, only, you know, four or six full-time guys over there. So um, everybody's really helpful, and and we just had a really good weekend this weekend.
2: So I've got a couple questions for you, Raja. First of all, take us back to the very beginning for you, because um, you're from D.C., which is not necessarily known as a motorsports city by any means. Um, So how does uh, a young D.C. fellow like yourself – uh, get interested in racing at what age and kind of what started it all for you
13: yeah i mean i, re- I really got started racing you know a couple of years ago but before then i was a fan just like you know 90 percent of everybody uh from like lightning McQueen and getting that, that and stuff <laughs> um that that's really where that interest started and you know i didn't face out of it you know it really that interest started at four or five years old and wow. i never you know, got old got i guess got tired of it and um, you know, when I went to my first race at Richmond, that was kind of, all right, you know, this is it. So, um, and I started sim racing in 2018, and then last year made the Jump to Legend Cars in the uh, Drive for Diversity Youth program. So, um, that's really kind of how my journey's been so far.
2: So, you were 17 when you started Legends, correct? Yes. Okay. And you uh, were in the Drive for Diversity Youth program, and so this is your first full season of late model racing.
13: Yes, sir. And really, yeah. My first late model season and first season and stock cars in general.
2: And you've already bagged a race win. That is mighty impressive, Raja.
7: Yeah. I
13: mean, it's, it's exceeded my expectations. You know, I, I didn't really know what to expect this season. You know, I, I set the bar really low just because, you know, I didn't know how I would do. And, um, really just, I didn't know how things would go. And so to, have the, the general progression we've had, especially over the past two months, um, you know, especially on my end, just learning and um, everybody, you know, helping me out. It's, it's been great. And, you know, I figured it was about time sooner or later. Um, And it's it's been a dream come true.
2: How much time do you spend in the shop uh, at Rev Racing? And the reason I ask that, two reasons. One, uh, I know they have a great, uh, gym there and uh, weights and all that that you can obviously work on the conditioning with, but also um, you've got some drivers there like Chase Cabery that have uh, been around the block a time or two and can be great mentors for you. Um, talk about how much time you spend in the shop and how much work do you actually do on the cars?
13: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the shop 7.30 to, to 3 on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I've got class in the afternoons and then I'm there till 4.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so you know, when in terms of working on you know my car, you know we're we're cleaning and whenever we got to set it up, we'll we'll get ready to put it on skills and whatnot. And um, like the, or we're waiting on a, a, a lower a bottom bearing for uh, the uh, basically something in the rear end. So um, basically, we I, I help out with a lot of stuff um, just because I want to and um, just to, to be there. And my teammates are, are really helpful, both Chase and Nick. You know, having a lot more experience than I do. Um, they've, you know, have, have had their, my best interest in, you
8: know, their mind and, um, have been really helpful to me. That Uh, also Raj, if I remember correctly, Greenville Pickens is also where Bubba Wallace got his first late model win. Uh, how much did that, uh, mean to you? And did that cross your mind at all? And, until maybe after you saw, uh, Bubba talk about that on social media?
13: yeah no actually i um i so they we have some banners up at the shop and you know it's, it's got bubba up there ryan Gifford Kyle Larson, uh Sergio Pena. And so it, it has Bubba's first and n one there from i think it was March t- twenty ten um at greensville pickens so i I see that banner every day so um you know I kind of had that in the back of my, in the back of my mind like okay, that was kind of cool if, um you know it would have been ten years ago or a ten year anniversary of that so um I mean it it was it was a good timing I think and uh, uh of course I, I'm just ready to go to the next one.
8: Now you talked about leaning on Nick and Chase. Uh do you lean on any of the uh Drive for Diversity alumni drivers like Bubba, like Daniel Suarez or any of the others?
13: Yeah, Bubba's been been real helpful to me and um just you know, making sure I, I take good steps at where I'm at in my career right now and um
8: yeah. <laughs> And one more question, this one about iRacing. I know you stream on iRacing a little bit uh, here and there, and I saw you and Joe Gibbs Racing's Malik Ray uh, do a photo finish in the trucks at Charlotte. Uh, Talk a little (laughs) bit about that, because there was a lot of screaming at the end of that video.
13: Yeah, so me and Malik are great friends. He was actually at Greenville Chickens this weekend, and so, um, you know, when I first got on iRacing, he was a big help for me, and um, you know, was kind of my big bro, you know, on iRacing. racing and so um whatever we're on it, at the same time you know stuff's gonna go down. So um it's 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 a blast and you know, it it, it figures like I, I was we've had a couple of those total finishes over the past few months and he's always beaten me. So I was like, Yes, I finally got one. So um it's 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 been fun racing with with lead.
2: Okay, so um a couple of weeks ago at Hickory, the last time you were there, I, I, was, I was at that race as well, and you ran really well there. In fact, I thought, I can't remember which of the features it was, but uh, one of the races, you led a little bit, and I thought you were actually may get your first win that night, but um, how have you adapted so well to the late models? What's been the key? Because obviously, you haven't had a lot of years of racing, of racing experience. In racing terms, you're about two. Right now, in racing, years, you're already winning late model races. That's pretty amazing.
13: Yeah, I mean, it, last week specifically, like, you know, we or not last week, but when we were at Hickory a couple of weeks ago, um, I was surprised. You know, we, we played a little game with the redraw there and to get some track position for the second twin. And um, really, I've been surprised at how, how well we, we've ran. And, you know, I, I think it all just goes down to, you know, the team helping me grow and me listening and, You know, working every day to even on the small things to try to get better and um, everybody just working together and, um, you know, it's been working out really well.
2: You're very well spoken as well. Um, Talk about your schooling a little bit. Are you doing online school or how are you? You said you're in class. How does that work for you these days?
13: Yeah, so I uh, I graduated high school in June and so I'm a freshman at Winston-Salem State right now. Um, And so all of our classes are are online um, and I've got four of them are asynchronous. And then two of them, you know, I have Zoom meetings like every Monday and Wednesday. And so um it's, it's pretty chill. I mean, you know, school is going to be school and sometimes it'll be hard, but um, that's up to me to like manage my time and stuff.
1: Well, you've done a great job of it so far. Uh, I I think the table might have another question or two for you, Raja. So we're up against a commercial break, but uh, we're going to see if we can't hold Raj on the phone for a couple of minutes here. uh, Step aside, do a little business, and when we come back, even more Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Don't go anywhere. Parents,
4: your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road.
6: Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer that fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at VictoryCustomTrailers.com.
0: Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting. Here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety
1: Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, uh, Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires, and Randy Miller, uh, the... Proprietor and, uh, well, not host lately of the Inside
9: Pass. <laughs> Thanks. Way, way to, way to yeah, make me feel great. You said it earlier. Sorry. Yes, but it's different coming from me. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> coming from you, it's just yeah, a diss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: you know what, Randy? You've thrown plenty of those into this
3: corner lately. That's true. So we're,
9: we're 196 to 1. So I yeah. owed you <laughs> one. I <that>
3: mean, you're <laughs> leading 196 to 1. Your <laughs> With lead? jabs against... The- yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, oh, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure that yeah, I was right I, on that
1: I, one. I, I'm screwed on that count. Anyway, uh, <laughs> jo- back on the... <laughs> back on the strutmasters.com hotline with us. We're going to go back to the phone line and bring uh, Raja Karuth back in no, for a couple more minutes no, you don't. Uh, with us. 95. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, well, if we haven't scared him away, uh, Raja, uh when when you look at at the race you won over the weekend, I I wanted to ask you this the other day and honestly, it just slipped my mind, but uh what kind of, for for somebody who hasn't raced regularly in real life until the last couple of years, was it a difficult skill set for you at a track like Greenville Pickens to, to have to save a little bit because of how much that place uh, eats up tires? Or when you're talking about twin thirties, was it a short enough race that it really didn't matter all that much?
13: I think it's a little bit of all of that, you know, you know, I, I, a lot of, one thing that Iris has helped me out, out with a lot is like how uh, is race management and like how to, you know, save your tires and, and make sure you have something with the end and that's, Believe it or not, that's kind of translated to this real life stuff. Um, Especially, you know, like 100 laps at Myrtle Beach and 100 laps at Florence. Like you've got to save your stuff. You're on one set of tires, and you know you, you're you're racing, so you, you've got to make sure you have something at the end. And so, uh, like to your point, you know, it was only 2:30, so you can be a little bit more aggressive than you know I would normally be specifically, you know, on my on my race car and on my tires. But um really, it's just the iRacing has helped me with that. You know, on a beginner level and. Um, you know, everybody at Rev and, you know, in the program has, I guess, helped, you know, me, I guess, mature along this process.
1: So, in addition to what you just mentioned, are there any other skill sets or, or how much of what you learned through the iRacing process have you been able to translate into real life?
13: Um, I think a lot of the the, the racecraft and the mentality is something that I've learned, you know, on iRacing, it's... it's there are a lot of differences, but there's some similarities. Like, uh, in terms of, you know, racing people, you know, you know that some people you've got to, you know, handle with white gloves, but at the same time, you know, you can race some people really hard, and so the same goes for real life. You know, if you run somebody down from half a straightaway, and you know, you when you get to them, you'll know if, you know, they'll they'll let you go, or, or you'll have to earn it to pass them, or they're going to hang on your right rear for five laps. So, um, things like that is, is kind of what I've, translated from from iris in the real life and um the the lines and the cars and stuff are somewhat hit or miss but a lot of the visuals are are very accurate too you know when we went back to myrtle beach in august i hadn't been there since january so i helped on the sim and you know did a little little refresher there um to to get reacclimated to the racetrack and so the visual stuff was, was was spot on to uh when i got back in the race car so um, I would say the visual stuff and and the racecraft and and the mentality on racing people is uh, the the things that have translated the most for my racing for me. Well,
2: you're doing a great job so far uh, in everything that you're doing, and we hope that you keep that up. Okay, I want to want to do some. We call it next level. You can call it rapid fire. However, you want to do it. We want to we want to get to know you a little bit off the track too. So, um, what is your favorite movie ever?
13: Um, that is difficult. How many, how long do I got? Like 30 seconds?
2: Oh, no, you can. uh, Well, I mean, it's rapid fire, but uh, if you need a minute to spell it out, give us a couple if you want.
13: Sweet. Okay. So there's this so Need for Speed was my favorite movie for the longest. And then Car 3 came out and I was like, okay, this is, this is probably it. So it's been between those two for, for my favorite movies, you know, ever. And Speed Racer is a close third, so.
2: Okay, uh if you have, if you have not watched Stroker Ace or Six Pack, please do. Um you'll like both of those, both racing movies. Okay. Um do you read books and if so what kind of books do you usually like to read?
13: Man, I haven't read a book that's not for school since like eighth grade. So <laughs> I, I, that's one of my that's going to be one of my new year's resolutions for next year to to read more for pleasure, but um yeah, I the last time I read a book for pleasure was was in middle school. <laughs>
8: Well, well, if I can suggest a book or two, uh, Chasing Checkers by Christopher Hinchcliffe. uh, That's James Hinchcliffe's brother. Uh, There's two books in the series so far. I know he's working on the third. They are excellent. Okay. Uh,
2: What kind of music are you into right now?
13: Uh, Essentially everything. Like, if you go to my Spotify, you'll be surprised at the, the variety of different, you know, music genres that I like, you know. Um I'm I'm into rap and R&B but you know I like some country music, like some grunge. Um you know it's not classical music cuz I'll fall asleep but you know <laughs> even like movie even like movie soundtracks and stuff. You know I I'm, I'm I would say I have a more more open I guess music palette uh than most people.
2: Do, so, you, do you play a musical instrument?
13: Man, I have no musical talent at all <laughs> at whatsoever. So, I don't think anybody would want to see me try to to take up in any musical activities
1: that's it go ahead no i can't go ahead because Melek had my head wow See, i don't know why he doesn't oh, want me to talk no i had
3: it turned off I did, you were over there moving i didn't want it to uh, oh, catch okay. on the mic
1: fair enough I'll, I'll give the producer a point on that one anyway no I, the point i was going to make was that that is in stark contrast to tom and i who could halfway start a band if we tried hard enough
2: well yeah that's true we have a trumpet player and, and i sing a drummer yeah, and you sing. Yes, I do too. If it's blues, but other than that, okay. I don't sing. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. All right. Next question, uh, for you. Um. What kind of a child were you growing up?
13: Well, do you mean to my parents and family, or, <laughs> or
0: to like friends? <laughs> oh, well, that's a loaded question. Answers. We're we're hoping don't for a good story answers. here.
2: That's what we're hoping for. We want dirt, so give us some dirt.
13: Oh boy! Tell us um, a funny I story. Say, <laughs> I would say, I would say to oh man, there's too many. Okay, I'll give you one. Uh, okay, I, this is from fifth grade. This is with friends. So uh, we were playing soccer, and the ball went over uh, into like the the blacktop or whatever. And so basically, I was trying to be funny, and I slipped on a soccer ball, and I dislocated my elbow. So that's, that's take what do what do what you will with that one. Um, oh, wow. but I would say I was more of a, more of a quiet kid. Um, and whenever I would try to be funny, I would just, it would just not go well at all. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: see I would almost guess that that you would be more on the quiet side because you're very you seem very mature for your age and and you like i said you're very well spoken it was it's obvious that your parents have raised you very well and that's uh that's cool to see uh okay last uh last question for rapid fire here most memorable trip that you have taken so far and why
13: uh hmm. i would say my most memorable trip it would have to have been so twenty fifteen spring break uh, we went and visited some family in Florida, and we stopped at Daytona, and that was the first time I you know, visited that racetrack. Oh, wow. And so, you know, seeing that, seeing the Dale Earnhardt statue, and not even looking at the racetrack, like going in the gift shop and just walking around the premises, I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And so I think that was like right when Daytona Rising was starting. So it was a lot of construction, but um, that was probably one of my favorite trips. Um, we went go-karting after, so that was pretty fun and on the plane ride back actually um it was Xfinity qualifying at bristol i remember because they had the uh on JetBlue, they had the like TVs on the back of the um like seats or whatever yeah, seat backs, so yeah. i remember watching like i remember watching tideal and qualify in the yingling car i specifically oh, wow. remember that so That's that was random. probably one of my my favorite trips yeah very yeah. random <laughs>
1: All right, Raja, before before we're uh, out of time with you here, I want to give you a, a minute to uh, give some shout-outs, say some thank yous. Uh, sponsors, supporters, team members, family, any, anybody that gets a, gets a high, thank you for helping me get to this point after the first of what we hope are many wins, uh, who makes it happen for Raja Karuth?
13: Yeah, well, well, first and foremost, it's, it's my family, you know, mom and dad and, and even my sister making sacrifices to, allowed me to pursue this dream for the last few years. And, um, you know, Sunoco and iRacing, um Max and everybody at NASCAR and Drive for Diversity um, for picking me last year and taking a chance on me. And everybody at Rev, too, like Glenn and Doug and Steve, Mark, uh, Gary, and, and everybody at Rev. It's it, everybody's, you know, so nice and, and wants me to succeed. So um, the list goes on to, to many people that, that helped me. So...
2: Boy, mm. has he got a bright future. Yes, he does. He we really appreci- does.
1: We appreciate uh, you taking some time, Raja, and uh, we hope that sooner rather than later we have a reason to get you back on here. Because, in the studio. Th- yes, this has been fun, but definitely need to get you in the building sometime when we can when you're down this direction.
13: Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
1: We appreciate it. That is Raja Karuth, who, as we mentioned at the top of our time with him Picked up a big late model win, his first with the Rev Racing and NASCAR for Diversity Program, over the weekend at Greenville-Pickens Speedway.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, boy, the, the first year in late models, only one year in legends. I mean, he's basically two years old in racing terms, yep. and he's already
1: winning late model races. Right, it's I mean,
2: great. And and it wasn't a. And a, again, it's a proof. A of, bad field? No, it, it was wasn't. very competitive. It field. was a
1: good field, and and to beat all four of or. Four car- all three of his teammates yeah. i had to do quick yeah. math there three. who all have more experience than he does yeah. in racing i mean that that's a big deal and I'm greenville really, pickings
3: really is not an easy racetrack to get around especially no, now because
2: they they pave they repave the racing lane but the other lane's still right pavement. so it's a very uh tricky track to drive right now that it yeah. is so, nice job
1: very, yeah no very nice good job, job. And, a, and as you mentioned tom a very underserved uh place that he came from in terms of being from the dc yeah. area and ending up in racing a very a bit of an unusual story but we like to tell those on yep. this show yep. so
2: well i had a chance to talk to him earlier on video chat and, and he, he i said how'd you get started he pulls out uh, a,
1: a small die cast yes. and stuff like this there you go we're gonna take it a break works. back with more madness
7: right after this
12: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, this is Derek Kroos, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome
1: back motorsportsman is powered by my computer training for a better life jacob sealman tom baker seth Eggert, randy miller james mellick is punching buttons this is our last segment we're going to finish off the diversity portion of our program and i'm going to let seth uh talk about the nascar drive for diversity awards that were announced earlier today a whopping 10 of them i believe yes seth
8: yes i'm going to run through them real quick uh We have Haley Deegan gained the Diverse Driver Award. She's driven a lot this year. Yes. The Young Racer Award goes to Isabella Robusto.
1: Yay. Good Uh, for
8: Isabella. The Crew Member Award goes to Brianna uh, Daniels, who is an independent contractor working, I believe, with Rick Ware Racing. Yes, yes. Rick Ware. RWR. The Outstanding Intern Award, also with Rick Ware Racing, Manan Rahman.
1: Uh, I saw her, I saw that tweet earlier today. Uh, very very surprised to yeah, get that award.
8: Yes, and he has done a lot of work not only in the industry but also for uh, racial equality this year. That's cool. uh, okay. So uh, very uh, fitting for him to get the award. Uh, partner award goes to uh, Coca Cola. Uh, the, Unsurprising. The institution award goes to the Urban Chamber of Commerce of Las Vegas.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, Industry Ambassador Award goes to Jennifer Satterfield Siegel of
3: Rev Racing. Max Siegel's wife. For those who don't know, oh, okay. funny tidbit on her, just to throw this out there. While I was a, when I was a kid, she was my dentist. She's actually a dentist no. in Indianapolis. <laughs> Are you serious? His wife, Jennifer Siegel, is a that dentist, is awesome. and she was actually That's my a... dentist when I was a kid in Indianapolis. So, That's funny incredible. tidbit there for you guys. <laughs> Oh, That's the more you know. Are,
1: are are you are you at the one that I are are you at the one that if you don't know it you're just kind of out to lunch, Seth? Yeah. Okay, good. The National Series Driver Award goes to the one and only Jimmy Johnson. I I wonder why. <laughs>
8: well, uh, he helped organize uh, the message that all the drivers uh, sent out prior yes. to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yes, oh. he did.
1: Yes, he did. Okay. No, I, 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 sorry, I should clarify if you didn't hear, if you didn't catch that when I said it the first time. That was partially jokingly because there's the whole 83 wins yeah. seven championships thing, too. But, you know, yes.
2: and but he's not diverse.
1: <laughs> no, he's not, but he helped organize an act of diversity. Well, so. that's, that's
2: yeah. why he got the, yes. his stats have nothing to do with it.
8: Yes. Okay. Uh, the track award goes to Worldwide Technology R- uh, Raceway, and the team award goes to Richard Childress Racing.
2: Well, they do have a number of uh, diversity folks involved at RCR. I I don't know if they have the most, but they certainly have a number of them. So that's great. Is that it?
8: And that's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, we were
2: waiting. Sorry, I was waiting for you to to finish there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, again, um, I I think honestly, it's so it's It's pretty refreshing to see someone like Raja who comes into the sport and is just, I mean, he's doing such a great job with the opportunities being given and he's really working hard for it. And that's what you like to see. You know, I think the, the diversity program rev racing has really stepped up their game over the last couple of seasons. And uh, it's great to see that. And I think, Um, the drivers coming in now and subsequently going forward, I think are going to be the better for it. So uh, Mm -hmm. good to see him
1: uh, and his teammates doing so well. So trying to think ahead quick like Seth here, um, I don't remember off the top of my head, maybe you do. Is Chandler Smith in the 51 throughout the playoffs?
8: Yes, he is.
1: Okay, darn it. I was trying to I was trying to think if there was somebody else involved in that rotation that Chandler could suddenly be a candidate for the fifty two, but I, w- I wanted to check and, and uh, make he, I couldn't remember. For I sure. believe
8: the only I think if there's any race he's not doing, I think it might be Martinsville. But I think he's in for the
1: long haul. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well then I hey, at least I was trying to think outside the box. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I I'm tried. Um, now, I still think it's I, I still think it's selfie unless something crazy happens. That would be fun. It would be fun. Michael you know, deserves an opportunity. Well, the hard part is, unfortunately, that fifty-two teams kind of. No offense, Stuart. Don't hate me. Well, they're run down. Light, run light. They've they've not run well this year. Yeah, they're
2: down. I mean, they made the move to Toyota, and I. It's think been a big struggle. Yeah, I think they're having to really get used to a lot of things. You know, it's it's one thing when you're kind of just uh, tagging on to a team like GMS. It's another thing when you own it and you're doing all your own stuff and. You know all of that, so I think it's just been a transition year for him. But they're starting to get better. indeed,
1: uh, yeah. No, they are starting to Definitely finally, starting I think, wrap their arms around yeah. it a little bit, mm-hmm. which has been for it's sure. been good to see. I mean, I I, I want to see Stu run well in the truck. I hate that he's not run well for a lot of this year because he's a great personality for that series. Great personality for that series. Now we, I feel like
2: there's two elephants in the room here that we need to get through before the end of the show. Uh huh. Last week in
1: picks. Okay, last week.
2: Well, we were at Dega.
1: Ah, yes, we were. And (laughs) I'm glad we could get through an entire show before we finally had to get into this rant. Dear NASCAR, your yellow line rule sucks. Signed, Dale. All of us. Uh, (laughs) You didn't let me make my joke, dang it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, signed, Dale Jr. and everybody. Yeah, well... Uh, be- although,
8: although, just my personal opinion, it is a necessary evil. That, but they need to enforce it consistently. Okay, hang on. Why is it a necessary evil? The reason why oh, I'm here. <laughs> 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 I'm not yeah, hit him. R- Randy's <laughs> hiding. Yet? Well, you're Randy's on camera son. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, getting out of the way. I'm not hiding. The reason why it's a necessary evil. Do you really want the field going 15 wide into turn three? Just. To wipe out the entire field as they try to fit into a spot that only f- uh, holds five cars. Yes, please. If, well, if, listen, well, do you actually want uh, enough cars to finish I more
9: mean, than last? Most most of those most of the time in Talladega and Daytona, we only finish the five cars. anyway. So let's just take them all out on
8: the last one.
2: Well, here's uh, my answer uh, to that question. Okay,
8: 2002 Bush race.
2: I right. <laughs> actually remember that. Here's 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 my here's my answer. Um, let the drivers. Decide what they're going to do, and and here's why I say that. Every other dog on track in the circuit, I mean, at Phoenix, you go from basically pit road to the top of the wall in about two seconds at a hundred whatever miles an hour. Um, I don't, I I just don't see honestly these guys are flirting with it anyway, and there is no way on God's green earth that you can fairly enforce it ever there's the nascar has too many rules that are necessary judgment gray areas can't enforce it consistently throw it
8: out i know a couple of drivers that publicly will say to get rid of it but when a nascar asks they say to keep it
2: okay so i got another solution put a wall there
1: yeah there's that too and, and and Scott Miller, after the race Sunday night, basically said, short of putting a wall there, there's nothing else we can do. There
3: you go. Just or, solve the problem. Put a wall up. Or if you get drivers in private who will say it, make it where it's uh, you can do it anonymously. Make it so your ballot is not signed on anybody's name. Give them a piece of paper. Have them check. Yes, yellow line. No, yellow line. Put it in. Nobody knows who voted what. You're the only one that knows. Then you decide what happens because yeah. then nobody can judge anybody for making a decision. And
2: majority rule wins. It's just insane. I mean, put it, it, you got to do something. You can't just keep doing what you're doing. Cause that, that on Sunday was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in the history of NASCAR. Um, Denny Hamlin clearly had time to get back up on the racetrack. He chose not to, he passed three cars. He won the race. Um, you, you just can't let that stand because now everybody's going to do that. And they're going to say, well, you let Denny do it. Regan Smith got forced down and Regan Smith won a race and they took it away. Correct. Justin Haley barely got two tires, barely over the line and was being crowded and won a race. They took it away. Denny Hamlin clearly is on the apron with <laughs> not even close to anybody else. And the excuse was I'm avoiding a wreck. A, there was no wreck. B, he, to say you were avoiding it, okay, but as soon as the wreck is cleared, get back up on the racetrack. He waited till he passed everybody, then got back up on the track, and they gave him the win. And then they took away uh, Matt DiBenedetto's second-place finish because they said that he forced William Byron below the yellow line. Which Which he did. That was a ticky tack call at best because all he was he uh, hold on. He was throwing a block and had no way of knowing that Byron was going to be there when he got there.
1: And I'm going to reiterate (laughs) the point with this package that the runs are coming so fast. This is why you can't throw blocks like that anymore. Look, I would be that's a whole different discussion. All Uh, I'm
2: saying is In in terms of the way that rule was enforced, they basically
1: argued against themselves at the end of that race. They did. Unfortunately, Denny Hamlin keeps the win. And
2: to to further, just to put the the cherry on that, Chase Elliott was penalized. And then then they went back later
1: and looked at more video and he wasn't. Well, and they penalized Chris Buescher for forcing Elliott below the line. That's Which is where that why penalty I'm saying. Went. They can enforce it fairly quickly. Okay, oh. so I, I'm going to cut Seth off. No offense, because we have to get to picks. I'm, all, I'm only going to add this and say congratulations to Raphael Lasard and Justin Haley, who won the two races on Saturday that never really ended. Yeah, exactly. I'm starting to yeah. become cynical, Tom. You should See, be proud. I am proud. I'm telling you, when you're right. under yellow, it's just abandoned. Fantasy picks, Randy Miller. am I. Better than I was last week. First of all, can I put my defense mechanism away? Because
9: yes. I grabbed the stapler just in <laughs> Yes, <case>. yes. I <laughs> almost just had. had somebody, just in case somebody needed defensive.
3: I almost had Randy back here producing with me when that, <laughs> yeah. that started yelling. <laughs> Randy really was almost good. back here producing. Yes.
1: Yeah, so. All right. Uh, I, anyway. was, I was basically in the basement with Melik. Am I out of the basement yet well, or do I still suck?
9: The fact that all of you guys <laughs> picked. No, no one picked the driver to finish in the top 17. <laughs> okay, so me. I
1: still suck. I hey, guess where <laughs> my guy finished.
9: Well, actually, let let me – well, yours yours was thirty nine. Anyway, um, I I had originally picked – so in my defense, I picked Chase Elliott. I was was like in the bottom 25 for a long time, and then I came back up because of a rule change, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so right now, Jacob, you are 15 points behind me in second place, so you're, you're not that far out.
1: So. Yes, I don't completely suck. Okay, uh, awesome.
9: Nick has one point behind you, so don't feel bad. Anyway, so this oh, week... Uh, <laughs> so you can get right there, bud. <laughs> don't look now. Uh, so Nick picked uh, Martin Truex Jr., and, and I'm sticking with Chase Elliott because it's a road course, it's a roval, and I mean,
1: duh. I'm with Randy. Give me the nine. Sorry, not sorry. He's going to win. Seth? I'll go with the 19, Truex. Ah, so you're on the Degroot train. You just don't want to lose. I'm sorry. I don't think he, I don't think he's willing to disagree with Nick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Denny Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe that when pigs fly.
3: <laughs> okay. We know I what you have, fly. Malik. I got C Bell, but I think this is the weekend Kyle Bush pulls one out, too.
1: Not going to happen. He is going to be eliminated. You think he's going to be eliminated? He I is think really? going if it's to be not eliminated. Us, wow. If
3: it's not us, I think it's Kyle Bush.
1: Kyle Busch will not win, and because he does not win, he is going to be eliminated. That is my bold prediction for the weekend. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. That team's been awful. Kyle called his shot at the end of the first round. It's going to come
3: true now. But I don't think he's going to give up. He's a driver. He's, yeah. a, he's
1: a driver, but he's not a, road co- he's not a strong road course racer. So right? don't he's don't to get eliminated when
9: the rest of the races. the rest of the season? That'd I would funny. laugh. I, I would too. laugh. That would be
1: pretty funny. It'd be great. Any other bold predictions from anybody besides me? Clint Boyer, solid contender for the win. He does have he does have a road course win. It was granted. It was back in the MWR days, I believe. And he but, now
2: knows he's going to the booth next year, so time is getting short to win another race. Yeah, just, just, just a bit.
8: Yeah, pigs are going to fly in the rain. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. What well, 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 I was yeah. going to say is the driver outside Chase Elliott that has experienced racing in the rain. Legano and Kozlowski.
1: Yes. <laughs> Dear Brad, Brad let's can go. get through turn one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not drive off the cliff then, yeah, shall we? Exactly.
6: Especially uh, if the
2: roads are
9: wet.
1: <laughs> Should be I'm fun, gonna but it's going to be bit. wet. Yes. Rain Saturday and Sunday, the way it looks right now. We've never had a cup rain race. Let's go. I'm excited about Yuck. that.
3: I get final to be the first th- race.
1: Final thoughts coming up right after this. To Motorsports Madness Blues Hour for our final segment powered by edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Seth Eggert, Randy Miller, James Mellick. We made our picks. You know who we think is going to win. Chime in on Twitter. Let us know who you think is going to win at Jacob Seelman77 at Race Chaser Media. Seth changed his handle, so I can't remember his off the top of my head. <laughs> Seth Eggert 91 And Randy can spell his out because he likes spelling it. It's the letter N side pass. It's not that (laughs) difficult. It's not like, you know,
9: zebra something or other.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, this is what happens when we get down to the final minute of our show. But I'm excited. Three years in, the Roval is no longer just an experiment. It is fun. It is madness. And Tom thought it was going to be a disaster the first year. Aren't you happy you were wrong?
2: Um, I don't remember thinking that, but okay. I'm happy I was wrong if I said that.
1: I I, th- don't know I I would have said it. I you you said it was gonna be chaos. Well it is. That's why we call it madness. That no. doesn't mean disaster. No, I mean the roval.
2: Oh, the Roval, yes. yes. Oh, I'm happy. I was happy to eat Crow in that one. Yes. Yeah. No, No.
1: I. I, I, I I'm uh, sorry. I, I missed, like, I know yeah. where you no, were going. No, with that. no, I, no. You mean, thought the madness. Roval was going to be. <laughs> like no, I'm no, 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 Okay. No, no you thought sense. the Roval was oh, going to be did. a disaster. I thought the Roval was
2: going to be terrible. And, I, and I'm really happy to be wrong on that, honestly. Yes,
1: no. It's going to be so much fun. And. Just think, next year we get Road Course Madness times six. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. And some great courses to yes, do Yes, we do. Fifteen seconds, that means it's time for me to say goodnight, Gracie. So for <laughs> Tom Baker, our special guest host, Seth Eggert, Randy Miller, James Mellick behind the buttons, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall. We'll see you when we see you back another Thursday to do it again Till we meet again. Goodnight, Gracie.
0: You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu